A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Hey, welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay. If you missed this, Philip Schofield, one of the UK's biggest, most famous TV presenters, came out as gay during his show this morning on ITV. All you can be in your life is honest with yourself. The idea of this morning, I guess, is that it's sort of light entertainment. It goes out in the daytime. I think originally when it was put on TV, it was kind of aiming itself at a certain type of woman who was lusting after him with no chance of ever being able to sort of get with him. Like his wife. Wow. I don't know if you should really be bringing his wife into this. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. They call him the silver fox, but now he's a rainbow fox. Yeah. This is kind of like the moment that Ellen came out in America. Yes. He's kind of like the Ellen of the UK. He is now, yeah. Because he does a daytime TV show and he's come out and that will have made a huge difference on thousands, if not millions of people's lives. They look a bit similar as well, they don't they? They do, don't they? So for context, I'm supposed to be on my way to see Carly Rae Jepsen, but James has insisted that I divert <laughs> via the Again and On Gay studio to talk about Philip Schofield. Being gay. Being gay. But this is a huge moment. This Literally, as this happened... Everyone around me, everyone in my vicinity stopped and looked at their phone as a news alert came through saying, Philip Schofield is gay. We sit here every day Mm -hmm. and I'm over there Mm -hmm. and some amazingly brave, incredible person is sitting here and I'm listening to their story and thinking, oh my God, you're so brave, oh my God, you're so brave. And I'm thinking, I have to be that person. I have to be that that person because we've. We're, I think all you can be in your life is honest with yourself. Yeah. And I was getting to the point where I knew I wasn't honest with myself. I was getting to the point where I didn't like myself very much because I wasn't being honest with myself. You never know what is going on in someone's seemingly perfect life, what issues they are struggling with, or the state of their well-being. And so you won't know that what has been consuming me for the last few years. With the strength and support of my wife and my daughters, I've been coming to terms with the fact that I am gay. The first thought I had was Philip actually didn't come out himself. He got his co-presenter, Holly, to read his announcement for him. And you've got beef with that. I didn't have beef with it, but I thought it was really funny because when I came out, I sent my sister an email telling her to tell my mum. So I did the same thing that Philip has done. Why does it matter whether he did it or Holly Willoughby did it? Or It doesn't. I just think it's interesting. Like It shows you how difficult it is to actually say those words yourself. Yeah. And that sometimes you need someone else to do it for you. Yeah. With that in mind, I think I should get you to do all my announcements from now on. So when you when you break up with your boyfriend, do you want me to, do you want me to announce... If you break it with yeah, your boyfriend, thank you, thank you. do you want me to announce that on the podcast? I think that's a good plan, right? All right, well, let me know when that happens. If that happens. Well, I'm sure you will anyway. Um, that was like a, th- a triple threat of shade just why? thrown at me. If it happens, sorry, when, I mean if, followed by, uh, I'm sure you will anyway. <laughs> no, no, I said, I'm sure you'll let me know if that happens. I'm sure you will. Anyway, back to Philip. Are you happy that he's now batting for your team? What do you mean by that? Well, he was on my team. And now he's on your team. Well, no, he wasn't on your team, was he? Uh, he wasn't non-gay. He's not transitioned from non-gay to gay. But he had my... So he's not gone from your team. He had my te- kit on, <laughs> didn't he? And now he's got your kit on. Right. I love that he's now 
part of my community. But in a way, it's so weird seeing people tweet him being like, welcome to our community. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen so many friends tweet, yay, welcome to the LGBTQ plus community, Philip Schofield. I saw Rasheen Murphy say, oh, I'll send you my uh, discography now. That's a bit self. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, we, it is. No, it's not. It it's is. fine. It's we, would not. Do that. we would do that all day would long. We? In fact, you're right. I'm going to tweet him now. Hi, Philip. Maybe you want to check out our podcast now. This is what I find awkward about that, though, the whole welcome to our community thing. I don't think he's ever been excluded from our community anyway. Well, he has, hasn't he? Not really. Well, because he's been appearing to be non-gay. That doesn't mean he can't be in our community, does it? Well, it does, because if he said, oh, I'm part of the LGBT community, but I'm straight, you'd be the first person having a go at him. I think it's just an odd thing. <sighs> I just don't like it. You don't like that people are talking about another gay. Shade. Did you see that Eamon Holmes got into trouble as well? Yeah, so Eamon Holmes is another presenter on that show, and he said to Philip, oh, this is why you are allowed to sit in a hot tub with Holly Willoughby. Yeah. And your wife doesn't get annoyed. Yeah. And everyone got upset because... Eamon stole the, stole the limelight. I don't think so, Dan. I think it's that he, he minimised being gay to... Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> he minimised the difficulty of coming out and being gay to sex. Not really. I don't think and, he did. And made out that... Had he not been gay, he'd have been having it off with Holly Willoughby. So that's not just a bit homophobic, but also a bit misogynistic. Not really. Holly Willoughby is arguably the fittest woman on the telly, right? Yeah. So It's okay to hang out with fit women and be straight. It doesn't mean you necessarily want to sleep with them. So here's the tea. Last week I was on a stag do. Imagine the scene if I post a photo of, I think there were 17 of us, and Holly Willoughby in the hot tub. What do you think is going to happen? I literally don't know, but, I mean, Holly Willoughby wouldn't be on a stag do with you and 17 of your straight mates, would she? Plus, it's a stag do, which normally suggests that it's just the men. Not necessarily. It's quite presumptuous. Not really. That is literally what they're about. Well, there was a girl on this one. Okay, well, that's fine, but, I mean, I don't. Th- I, don't I genuinely don't think, it's fun- <laughs> I don't think it's a funny joke Well, to be like, oh, well, now I understand why your wife was okay with you sat next to Holly Willoughby, because, obviously, any other bloke would get hard on, and you didn't. Do you know what it does do, though? It does play into the stereotype that you can't be friends with, that a straight man and a straight woman can't be friends. That's exactly it? what I'm saying. That's, that's why, exactly what I'm saying. No, that's why I'm saying Eamon's joke isn't funny, because he's playing into the stereotype True, but I think a man and a woman can't be friends. That's what I've literally just been saying to you yeah, but for two minutes. Now the... you've come out with it as if it's your idea. Look. <laughs> I, I am so done with this episode today. Here's the tea. There is absolutely no way in hell that if Philip Schofield wasn't gay, he sat there and not gone, like, oh, she looks fit today. He hasn't thought, oh, at some point, I wonder what it's like to sleep with her. Even as a gay man, he's probably thought that. I've not once thought about that. You're not next to her every day on the This Morning couch, much as you wish wish you were. Yeah, but I sit next to other women all the time, and I don't think about that. I sit next to Fleur East on my breakfast show, and I don't ever think, oh, I'd love to bang her. Right, but if you're sat next to, well, if you're now sat next to Philip Schofield, for example, every day for whatever reason, knowing that he's gay. Well, well I'm sat next to you quite a lot, and I never once think, oh, I'd love to bang him. Well, that's not true, because we discussed that on the podcast before, and you're probably thinking it now anyway, even if you weren't before. <laughs> anyway. Now I am. Oh, God, now we all. Rewind, you're sat next to Ryland, for example, for whatever reason. And you're no, I don't think like that. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Don't I even just, bother. I, no, I've never once sat. So I, I sat next to Ryland, and I didn't think, oh, I wonder what yeah, it'd be like. If you're sat 
next to Ryden every day, you're saying that at no point are you going to think, oh, I wonder, Ryden looks good today. I wonder what it's like to be in bed with him. That's the real tea. No, right. Here's the tea. Straight men, like yourself, are a bit desperate. They're not as sexually free or available as gay men are. And so when you see someone that you could potentially sleep with, regardless of whether you think they're attractive or not, your first thought is not, are they attractive? Your first thought is just like, oh, I'd love to bang her. Because you're so desperate that any hole's a goal. Whereas if you're gay and you are sexually open and free and it's available whenever you want, you don't actually see people as pieces of meat all the time. You can actually see past that, see a person, and then decide whether you want to fancy them. So there's the real tea, okay? You are making out... That that I am exactly the same as all straight men, and I don't think I am. That's not true, what you just said, because in Edinburgh, you introduced all our guests that were, like, male comedians as, oh, my God, this guy is so hot. Not, oh, my God, this guy is so funny, or, oh, my God, this guy is a great orator, or this guy's got... Sorry, audience. which one did we have? Which, which one of our guests was an orator? This guy's great at public speaking, or this guy's hilarious. There was none of that. It was like, oh, my God, Larry Dean is so hot. Oh, my God, Tom, what's his name? Australian Tom is so hot. Oh, Tom my God. Ballard. So that's the tea. Dan, oh my God. But it is. How much tea have you just served? Plenty of tea. And let me tell you, all of it is lukewarm. No, it's not. It is, it's just boiling. It's weak tea. No, it's not it weak. It's weak tea. It's strong tea from China. Look, you can't give me that nonsense. Just no, you, you're giving me nonsense. No, as I'm I not. just said, you shouldn't minimize any friendship to just to being about whether you fancy someone or not. And that's what you've effectively just said about Philip. And, no, and I'm by not. endorsing Eamon's joke about that, you you kind of are. That bloke from the Tories who they wheel out on question time every week. I don't know who that is. It doesn't matter. Now and again he'll be thinking, oh, do you know what, Fiona Bruce, I wonder what what's like he just will think that. Wow. Piers Morgan, I hate to give him the oxygen, but there's no way he sits on Good Morning Britain never thinking about sleeping with Susanna Reid, who's arguably the second most attractive woman on, on ITV. You know what's so interesting about these analogies that you're coming out with is that they're all about the man wanting to bang the woman. You're completely taking away any of the female sexuality and endowing men with this grotesque sort of narrative. I'm not, sat, I'm not, I'm not saying he's, he's sat there thinking that all the time, but you're saying that the thought isn't crossing these people's minds ever. I'm saying... And that just is not true. I'm saying that to say that any, any straight man and straight woman can't be friends because all they're doing is secretly thinking about banging each other is completely incorrect. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the thought is going to cross their mind now and again when you're next to someone who is as attractive, Can I just, objectively, I, as Holly Willoughby. I just want to tell you something. I think now's maybe the right time what? to tell you. I've often thought about rimming you. You joke, but I'm sure you have. No, and I that's, really have. That's fine. I've I often know. thought about what it would be like to <laughs> insert my tongue <laughs> between your unwashed cheeks. <laughs> the thing is, you're thinking about it now anyway. Own your truth. Drink the tea. This has been a gay and a non-gay. We haven't even spoken about Philip properly. Oh, God. And his wife. And the impact that might have had on him and the haters that have messaged. All right, we'll go on then. Let's go on about that for a minute. <laughs> a gay and a non-gay. Uh, here's a comment from Tony. He's gone down in my estimations. As he inherited a gay gene, his missus would sack him off if it wasn't that he was famous. I still like Julian Clary, but I've no time for this waster.
You've been caught into the online analysis of this, have you? That doesn't really make any sense, does it? Here's a message from Tom who says, um, I wanted to ask if we can recognise some of the stupidity of people on Facebook and Twitter for calling Philip Schofield a liar and lamenting his poor wife. It's nothing but sympathy disguised as bigotry. He's not deceptive for needing time to discover and accept himself in a world, and in particular a media industry, that was fuelled by hatred and homophobia. I accept it must have been difficult for his wife, but the amount of people who seem to disguise their hate through sympathy for his wife and kids is disgusting. That's a comment from one of our listeners, and I think that is absolutely bang on. Obviously, I think it's right to feel sorry for Philip's wife and children, but only just as much as we feel sorry for Philip. And if anything, without really speaking to Philip's wife, I imagine that she feels a lot of sadness for Philip also. If she loves him, like I'm sure she does, and cherishes the life they've spent together... You know, I'm absolutely sure that she is just as saddened by this situation, this journey, as anyone else is, as Philip is. Because let's remember, when Philip was growing up, it was illegal to be gay in this country. When Philip was growing up, there was no gay marriage. Yeah. You could hate on someone for being gay, you could sack them for being gay, and that was all fine. Yeah. Even when I was growing up, it was illegal to talk about gay people in school, thanks to Section 28. So it's only really recently that... We've made huge leaps in LGBTQ plus acceptance in this country, and there's still so much to do. And it would have been very difficult for Philip to have owned his truth, to even have noticed that he was gay and accepted that back then. Because back then, if he'd had a thought about a man, he would have thought he was deviant. He would have thought that he was going to hell and that there was something wrong with him. And he'd have done everything he could to try not to be gay. And so he met a woman that he probably did fall in love with, married her, had children, did exactly what he was told to do, all the time secretly knowing that actually he was gay. When I was growing up, Philip Schofield was performing in Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, and I got my wires crossed at school in assembly, and I left that assembly thinking that Philip Schofield was literally Jesus. Wow. I mean, I'm not surprised you thought that, to be honest. You are the person that thought women were born with earring holes already built in. Two unlikely friends take on the world. We actually had an amazing email recently from a listener that is going to remain anonymous. My husband of 13 years came out to me as bisexual in 2018 and then around six months later as probably just gay, which ultimately led to him asking for a divorce at the start of this year. It seems utterly mad to me that in this day and age there can be any stigma about being gay or sense among some people that it's better to try to straighten themselves rather than accept who they are. I can see how awful it must have been for my husband to spend so many years of his life trying hard not to be gay. We were together 18 years before he initiated a conversation with me about his sexuality. This must have been difficult for him, but his coming out later in life from a seemingly straight marriage impacts more people than just him. My whole world has fallen apart, and so has our children's. They don't know yet that he is gay, but the divorce is deeply distressing for them. It strikes me anyone trying not to be gay could very well be in a straight-passing relationship. My experience and that of others suggests that there is something particularly shattering about discovering your partner is gay. Not only do you lose the present and future relationship you thought you had, but also you lose your past and question whether anything about your relationship was ever real. I think that is so sad and really important to remember. There are a lot of people affected by this. And what's actually wrong here and the real villain of the piece is the fact that being LGBTQ plus was and is still inherently seen as different, wrong, immoral, illegal. And that is why, regardless of where you're at, you should have some compassion for Philip 
his wife and daughters and the rest of their family. So this obviously happens a lot, doesn't it? What, it people, happens more pe- than people realise. On those occasions when it does come out in the wash and the, 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 the wives of people like Philip Schofield who have gone through this traumatic experience, they always seem to be so forgiving in this instance of the, of the husband. And I guess that's because they recognise what you've just said, that it's not really... I mean, yes, of course, you know, you, you can maybe throw some blame if you're in the blame game at Philip Schofield or if you want to. But yeah, you're right. The real villain is, is the homophobia. And I think these women are so amazing. You just hear time after time after time when these stories come up, the women never kick off. They always deal with it so, so intelligently and so they're so understanding of the situation. They never seem, I'm sure there are, there are examples, but from what I can see, they're, they're always so overwhelmingly brave and um, supportive. And this, you hear about this all over the world, don't you? People, people marrying women because it might straighten them out, quote unquote, or... We did a gig at a bank this week, bizarrely, and one of the guys on the panel said that his his mum had tried to set him up with a girl who was already pregnant because, and I quote, the work's already been done. <laughs> the work's already been done. That is so funny. I mean, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the work's already been done. I don't know where you were when he said that because you were, other than next to me, but you I just, did, I, just me, sort of went over your I head. If I caught that, that would have been with me for life. I think you were too busy thinking about what it would be like to sleep with this guy. Our listener who emailed us, by the way, mentions a support group called Straight Partners Anonymous, uh, and you can find them at straightpartnersanonymous.com. And they offer advice to anyone in a relationship with someone that has just come out as gay. Yeah. Um, visit straightpartnersanonymous.com. I just hope now, with Philip coming out on such a big platform, that it allows so many more people to come out tomorrow. We want to do something more on this. Email us at gayandongay.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, thanks for listening, babes. Do the admin and support a gay and a non-gay? Visit gaynongay.com slash donate.